Welcome to the Million Dollar Listening Podcast. In this show, we aim to help people grow in all areas of life with the focus of getting to the next level. I'm your host, Mari Wines, realtor, marketing guru, real estate coach, and co-owner of E3 Realty. Alrighty, so here we are again. Ah, there we are. We're back at it again. Round two is what I like to call it. And today the topic is going to be something that a lot of people hear about in real estate, ask about in real estate, Mm -hmm. negotiations. I know that I've mentioned. Ooh, that's a good one. Yep. I think I've mentioned before that we are known for getting our offers accepted in this office and getting top dollar, beating neighborhood records on our listings. Mm -hmm. And a huge part of that is because of the negotiations. So well, I have a strong marketing background. Chris has a very strong sales background, and he's actually gone through traditional negotiating training. Mm-hmm. And so do you want to tell us a little bit about how real estate negotiations work? Uh, well, let me give you a little background first before I guess we get into that. So uh, I've been doing sales since my mom would say I was two. Um, <laughs> so for my whole life, I've always liked talking to people. Even my teachers when I went to school said I'll never make money talking to people. Here I am talking to people. Funny little story, right? Um, but yeah, I mean, sales negotiations, negotiations in my mind is just part of a sales process. It is a step that really good agents are really, really good at it and other agents don't do as well at, right? And so picking the right agent who knows how to negotiate um, is extremely important, especially in the type of market you're in currently, right? Because there's no inventory, right? You have tons of buyers and you have to compete. And if your agent doesn't know how to communicate, negotiate, and all the other things, it's very, very tough to get offers accepted. So um, there's a lot that goes into real estate negotiations, but I would say this in general. Before you start negotiating in that avenue, you need to understand the process of sales. We're not used car salespeople, right? So what most people think when they hear sales is used car salespeople. People come to us because they have a problem. The problem is real estate. Understanding how you get a client from start to finish is everything that has to do with every conversation you have. And I kind of explain this to everybody real quickly. The sales process is used daily, all day long, in every industry, with every conversation that you have. I know that's going to shock some people, but it's very simple. When you meet somebody, you have to open the sale, correct? You have to meet them. You have to understand that there's a person-to-person relationship that needs to be built. You need to break down resistance. Then what do you got to do? You got to probe people. So every conversation that we have as human beings is a part of a process to get what you want. It's just the reality of it. Probing, you need to figure out what they want, when they want, and why they want it, right? Then you have to demonstrate value. Super, super important to understand your value proposition. If you don't know your value proposition, reach out to us. We can help work with you on this because I tell you all the time, agents don't know what their real true value is when clients ask them that question. And it's so important that they know that because Super we important. are in such a saturated market when it comes to real estate agents. Super important, yeah. There are so many out there, so you really have to know what your value proposition is. What your value is. proposition is, absolutely. And if you don't know it, you got to learn it. I mean, listen, there's 1.5 million agents in the in, in the current uh, realtors, in the National Association of Realtors, right? Maybe it's even higher than that, right? 1.5. There's not even that many listings a month that are going on <laughs> the market. Let's keep it real. There's a reason why 90% of the business is done with 10% of agents. They know their value proposition, mm-hmm. right? And so understanding the process from start to finish really allows you to understand how negotiations really play into it, right? Um, we negotiate every day. Whether you want to believe it or not, <laughs> you negotiate every day with your spouse. Don't lie, everybody out there. With your spouses, your kids. Your kids negotiate oh with gosh. you all the time, kids right? Kids are like the best negotiators. Ever. 
right? They hit the heartstrings, they do the whole nine yards, right? Everything in life is a negotiation, right? And there's no difference. And negotiation is not about taking advantage of somebody. That's not what negotiation is about. Negotiation is about getting what you want and getting somebody to agree with what you want. And as long as it's a win-win for both parties, then everybody wins. That's the game. I'm just having flashbacks right now from you saying that your mom said you've been negotiating since you were two. <laughs> can you imagine? And then I was talking about kids because I could just hear my mom's voice echoing in my head. This is not up for negotiation. Oh, yeah. See? Exactly, right? <laughs> exactly. Like, but? But can we work this little <laughs> angle over here? That angle didn't work, so let's try this one, right? So that's the funny thing about negotiations and sales in general, and, and whether it's real estate or any other product out there, um, it's a good skill set to have in general. Um, and so, yeah, no, I, I'm 100% behind um, what we're talking about today, and I'm looking forward to it, actually, because I think this is a huge, huge topic in the current market. Yeah, and I think agents and consumers, buyers, sellers are all wonder. I think the number one question is always, can you negotiate the price of a home at the price it's listed for, and how mm. are some of the ways that you do that? That's a great question, and, and I always say, yes, everything's negotiable, right? I mean, everything down to personal belongings, if you want. I mean, somebody has a gun safe or or a TV or a refrigerator or anything you really want is a nego uh, negotiable, right? But at the end of the day, it also depends on what market you're in, right? The current market right now for buyers, if you're trying to go in there to get a, a discount on the side of the purchase price, look, your chance of getting your offer accepted are very slim. That's not, not the market we're in currently. That doesn't mean you can't still win the negotiations because the negotiations in the current market is a little different. In our market right now, it's not purchase price. And most people are like, well, I don't understand. That's the number one thing people talk about negotiating. No, you're negotiating two major factors right now in this current market as a buyer. This is not a seller. As a buyer. Number one, you're negotiating with interest rates. The longer you wait, the more interest rates go up. Okay. The second thing you're negotiating with is winning against other buyers. Yes, 100%. Right? There's two negotiations buyers win in this current market, interest rate and against other buyers. The reality of the current market we're in, which we explain to our buyers, is you buy this house A today for $500,000. Even if it was appraised for four eighty, let's say, and you pay $20,000 cash out of pocket because that's happening in the current market, and it's certain areas that's $100,000 appraised out of, um, mm -hmm. out of uh, money out of pocket, right? So don't want to scare people away. That's just the market we're in. But the reality of this is, you buy that house, and house B comes on the market on the current street. Guess how much the house is going to sell for? You paid five. You're going to get your $20,000 back and extra as soon as the next house hits the market. So that's really what it's about in this current market. But to ask the question, is a price negotiable? Absolutely price is negotiable. At the end of the day, you can always negotiate almost anything that you want. All right, and then... When it comes to representing the seller, mm -hmm. what are some ways that you can negotiate when you're rooting for the seller? Oh, I love rooting for the seller. This market is definitely a market where sellers really get what they want. But I think a lot of the times it's protecting the seller. They don't realize when we talk about protecting you in negotiations, right? Um, and so I'll kind of play back and forth. I'll put the listing agent hat on and then the buyer's hat on. But in the current market, I see it all the time. Agents put a listing on the market. There's no pre-inspections. There's no uh, disclosures right up before I write the offer. And as a buyer's agent, I go, I'm about to have a field day. Because once I get my offer accepted, you're counting your money. So then what I'm going to do is go get my inspections. I'm going to go do this. I'm going to go do that. And then I'm going to stall as long as I can. Because the closer we get to your close of escrow date and I get no pressure from that listing agent, guess what? I'm going to ask for things. And guess what's going to happen? 
I'm going to win. You know why? It's easier to say yes now than it would have been when you had other offers on the table. So as a listing agent, how do we protect our clients with negotiations is we still do the exact same process today that we would do in a buyer's market. We make sure the house is fully prepped. We make sure that the house has all the inspections, disclosures, every single thing dialed in before the house even hits the market. You want to know why we do that? Because no buyer is going to come into our house, get their offer accepted, and then renegotiate. Matter of fact, I think right now, guys, on average, and just so you know, we, we track everything for all of our agents as well as um, our company. I want to say I'm probably about 500 bucks max on giving back on negotiations on, on a listing of any property that I've sold. And that's because of all the prep work that's done up front. So we do everything in our power to get our sellers everything that they need. And the market currently does allow a lot of that to happen. But even with this market shifts, we'll still be able to do that. Super important. I am on average zero dollars that the sellers have to credit to buyers. But I did have one who was willing to credit just so they could buy their rate down. And so that kind of messed up my percentages. There you go. Giving it but up. Giving it up, Mari. <laughs> Jeez, we, we talked about this earlier. No, just kidding. They chose to do that. But other than that, yeah. on average, I my sellers give zero dollars to And that's buyers. awesome, right? So 500, zero bucks, right? Um, and that's over a period of time, right? That's phenomenal, right? And that's the reason why negotiations is so important. When you hire your agent and you're like, well, how much do you charge? How much is this that, and the other? I'm worth whatever I charge 10 times. Mm-hmm. Guaranteed. So, Yeah. And then going back to inspections in a market, because inspections aren't completely off the table. And even though we keep saying that it's a strong seller's market, Mm -hmm. it's also a strong buyer's market because Mm -hmm. of the interest rates. Mm -hmm. Um, Even when they're going up, it's still a strong market. And it's not completely off the table for our listings. It's off the table for buyers to be able to negotiate. But when we're representing buyers and getting them into contract Mm -hmm. in this market, I have still found opportunities to negotiate. And one Mm -hmm. of those ways is inspections. And do you want to talk a little bit about how that works? I mean, you kind of just touch on it. Yeah, I touched on a little bit. But if you want to go into more detail about why that, when we have a listing, getting the pre-inspections prevents the buyer from negotiating, just, you know. Yeah, I got you. So, I mean, when you get pre-inspections, the thing, the reason why a seller gets pre-inspections in general is it tells the buyer what's wrong with the property up front. So when they're writing that offer, they can't come back later and say, I didn't know about A, B, C, and D. And because of A, B, C, and D, I would like you to do this for me, right? It basically says, look, we told you about the roof. We told you about the home inspection. We told you about the sewer ladder, uh, the piping from the street. We told you about the pest and termite report. If there's a pool, we do a pool inspection. Like they're aware of it. And I want every single buyer to have the exact same mm-hmm. awareness. So the more offers that I can get from all these buyers, I can then use those to get my seller top dollar because maybe this offer over here has got top price, but their terms aren't as good. And what terms are, are maybe your contingency periods, ways so that buyers can buy back out. Maybe it's an inspection contingency. Maybe it's an appraisal contingency or a loan. Um, All those types of things up front. And so this one has price, but this one has a lower price, but no contingencies. Well, this is technically the strongest offer if... We see proof of funds. We make sure they're pre-approved and everything else, right? So then you have multiple options to be able to pull up the, pull up more money out of your client and get them top dollar. On the buying side, so that's on the listing side. On the buying side, it allows another round of negotiations. Every conversation that we have and every time we remove our contingencies, it's a negotiation, right? At the end of the day, you want as many negotiations options in the market as a buyer, now, that doesn't mean you're going to get any in this current market. Some houses, you're going to have to give them all up. 
but you win the house. And that's why knowing how negotiations work mm -hmm. and knowing each step of the process really allows the buyers and sellers to really understand how is their top protections on both sides. Okay, so when you are getting your buyer's offer accepted mm -hmm. and you're starting the negotiation process, mm -hmm. how do you do that? How do you prep to start to get the listing agent warmed up to the idea of accepting your client's offer? Uh, a lot of it's uh, work done up front, right? What I like to believe in and what, I've, what helps me a lot is communication. If I know my client's going to like a house, I'm already starting the negotiations. I've already reviewed the MLS. I've already reviewed the disclosures that they have, if they have any reports. I've already looked at the comparables on the market, right? Because I need to do the due diligence because if I'm going up against 20 or 30 offers, I need to know all the data. Mm -hmm. The more and more I'm prepped, the more and more I'm prepared, when I go into my first initial conversation with the listing agent, I guarantee you we will stand out over every, every other agent. And so step one, communication. Step two, make sure you know all the research on the property. Um, step three, my first conversation outside of knowing the research, my whole entire time, my first conversation is to break down resistance and make them laugh. You get listing agents to laugh, people, I'm telling you, you're winning. All right. A lot of times listing agents don't want to give up anything at all. My number one goal, my first phone call is if I can get the listing agent to laugh. I have built that relationship and I broke down that resistance. Step two, once I got that done, we view the property, we go through it. If I book an appointment to see the property, every single conversation you guys have to understand is negotiations mm -hmm. and professionalism. I book an appointment for Monday. Monday morning or Sunday night, I'm confirming that appointment. After I see that property, I say, thank you for allowing me to view that property with my client. I will keep you posted. That listing is like, wow, this guy's on it. Boom. He made me laugh. He, he, he confirmed his appointment. He showed up on time. Afterwards, he confirmed with me. Boom. Then I go back, talk to my client. So then I get all the pros and cons of that property, what I think, what it's going to go for. Is there going to be any appraised value issues? Is there going to be anything that we need to run into to prep my client and let them think about it? While they're doing that, guess what I'm doing? I'm going back to that listing agent and I'm saying, hey, listing agent, my client really, really loved your property. Here's what we're kind of thinking. How's traction going with your property? What's your sellers looking to um, sell for? What are they planning on going? Is there any seller requirements? Tell me a little bit about your sellers. Is, is there a family? Is there this? Is there that? Like, give me, give me as much information as I can. I try to get as much information as I can because what am I trying to do at this point? Now I'm trying to build that relationship deeper, right? Mm -hmm. So now I've had two conversations plus follow up with this listing agent to show A, I'm a professional and two, every step of the proce process is me showing why I'm the most prepared agent. When you go sit down with the seller, who's the most prepared agent and who do you want to work with? Because at the end of the day, as a listing agent and you have a seller, seller does what? Hey, what do you think about these potential buyers and agents? Which one is going to work best mm -hmm. for me, right? Don't they ask us that all the time? Yes. We don't choose the offer, but they're going to ask us who's your feedback or who you are, mm -hmm. who think of this would be smooth with. So that's how most of the time you get your offer accepted is outstanding professionalism, outstanding communication, and be prepared. Know every house that's been selling on that market, mm -hmm. what they're comped at, know all the pending information. Hey, there's a pending listing down the street. Has it appraised? What's the appraised value? When's it going to close out? Knowing all those details is what makes our offers win. That was one thing I was going to bring up in my initial conversation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'd like to make them laugh and get to mm -hmm. know them and build that relationship. But I also like to call the pendings ahead of time mm -hmm. and give them new information Absolutely. about their listing. Absolutely. And as soon as you do that and they're like, wow, 
They know the market. They know what the task is going to appraise for. They know that they need to get my client's top dollar in order to get this. And they're actually going to know how to do it. They have the skills and the knowledge to make that happen. So that's I always like to do that. Give a little bit of knowledge that they probably don't know about their own listing. Yeah, because what happens when they're when the house is on the market? They're like, it's, it's about to get, I'm about mm-hmm. to be an escrow, we're about to be good. You know, a lot of es- a lot of agents kind of go, okay, I'm going to put my foot off the gas where we want to make sure we drive all the way through the process. So. And sometimes I'll find out, if there's a crazy a pe- an offer that's pending high or sorry a home that's pending higher than any of the most recent comps and it's closing soon, mm-hmm. I like to tell them like, did you know that you will be able to appraise much higher in a week? So we're making mm-hmm. our offer this knowing that we're gonna have this comp to support it. Yep. And that nothing will make a listing agent happier than that. Uh, you just did their job. Congratulations. Yeah. And I can't tell you how many times I've had listing agents either text me when a listing comes on, bring me a buyer here. I want to work with you. Mm-hmm. Or hey. I want to work with you, but this is, you got to change your offer to this. You want to resubmit it? Yes, I do. Uh, no, I don't want to resubmit your offer. Thanks for the information. I'll be right back. Right? Like, yeah, absolutely. Right? And yeah. that's and that's what it's about. It's about building relationships, right? Like um, a lot of times with negotiations, uh, you know, when you do deals with agents and it goes smoothly all the mm-hmm. way through, guess what you want to do when that agent writes another offer? Yeah. You want to work with them again. It makes a big difference working with people who really, really know, who are are great agents in this area and know the market well. It makes uh, the biggest difference. Absolutely, and that's what the sellers hire you for, right? Mm-hmm. People ask, why do they hire you? Is because you know the other agents, you know the market, you understand negotiations, you understand all these different things, and having those deep relationships are super, super important. Um, because at the end of the day, nobody wants to think an escrow to fall out. Nobody, not the seller, no. not the buyer. So no. making sure you do everything up front to make sure that happens um, is really what we try to do. Yeah, and there are some agents who are terrible at negotiating and get very emotional, and they will threaten you to cancel the deal all day long. I'm going to cancel. Let's cancel then. My sellers might cancel. My buyers might cancel. And it's like nobody wants to cancel a mm. real estate deal. Yeah. Nobody. nobody wants to cancel it. Now, people like to use that for leverage and negotiations, right? But look, at the end of the day, like if the deal is going to close, the deal is going to close. And if you're on top of your game, that should never happen. And anytime somebody do, does that, it usually has a lack of communication on some part. Yeah, but if you've also fully prepped your offer the best that you can, they really can't cancel on you. You can set up your seller or your buyer to where the other party is not able to cancel without consequences. Correct. Correct. Absolutely. Absolutely. So for you, how long do negotiations normally take? Like, let's just say after you're in contract, what is the timeline? Well, you have your inspection contingency timeline, you have your appraisal and so on and so on. But I like to tell every client that I have negotiations is – Really, who's going to blink first? Most first-time buyers don't have the strength or the will to hold out as long as it takes to get what they want. That's where I kind of step in. I try to prep people and let them know less is more, right? When I negotiate, especially if I'm trying to get like a discount on inspection reasons, right? You take it till the end, right? You'd be very direct very quickly. It also depends on personalities of the other agent, who they are and what they're doing. But the reality of it is, is less is more. If I send you a request for repair and all of the information for you with the reports, right, and then the next morning I'm calling you to see what your seller said, I lost leverage. Most buyers are like, but what do they say? Did they, did they respond? It's like, no, you, you have to slow down. So there's no really limit uh, to negotiations. I treat negotiations kind of like gambling. Like how risky are you in gambling? If you are an all-in type of person and you're like, I'm going all-in, then just be, be calm, be, be polite, or be patient, just take your time. 
And then I have other clients like, look, I don't want to deal with any of this. This is too stressful. Just get me what I want yeah. and move on. And so we listen yeah. to our clients' preference, right? At the end of the day, um, we work for our clients, whether it's a seller or or a uh, um, or a buyer. So whatever they want us to do, we will do. But if you're asking how long it should take, um, I think it could take two, three days to get a, a response back if you really want to get everything that you want. And that whole time, you don't call the other side. You just wait. <laughs> People forget. First one that blinks is normally the one that loses. So you don't need to, you don't need to just respond right away. If you respond right away or you call the next day, you're probably going to not get what you want. So, yep. Hope that helps a little bit. It's 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 tough to get into that a little bit, but I will. I can do my best anytime. Do you have any examples of when even someone who in our office or one mm -hmm. of us, even if it's me, I don't care, has maybe blinked a little bit too early? Just like to give them oh, an example. Oh, jeez. Um, that's a good one. Um, I, I would say probably that there's been a couple. Um, I think, but it, it depends. Like I've seen pre-negotiations done up front that's been out of this world. Um, I think just knowing when to negotiate. So I guess I'll give you a little bit of a story here. Um, seller was needed to find a replacement property. And Which is very common. Very common in the current market, guys. So just so you know, in the market we're in, the seller's got to find somewhere to go, and there's not a lot of inventory. So, And the seller at that time basically has an out. They don't have to sell their house because they have some a contract in place with, with terms that says, I have this much time to find one before I remove my contingency, and a mm -hmm. lot of other stuff goes into that. We had, but they also wanted us to move forward with the contract um, as fast as possible, right? So they made everything so we had to move forward quickly so they can get full contingency removal. So then when they write their offer, they're in a stronger, stronger position. And so the reality of it was, is we did a lot of pre-negotiations actually on interest rate. This actually just happened and phenomenal job on the, on the agent's job. I won't keep names out of it, but did a phenomenal job getting like $10,000 credit guys. Um, just what if interest rates go up? I need to protect my buyer. Talk about pre-negotiations mm -hmm. for a buyer. $10,000 we had a, we, we, uh, that agent built in to make sure if rates were to climb that we were going to be able to buy down the interest rate. So phenomenal job. Yeah, there. that is Phenomenal job, right? And guess what? Rates did go up and that money was used. But the good news was it was protecting our client, which is number one in negotiations. But also the listing agent was trying to get um, – us to basically remove the inspection, see this, that, and the other, but not a lot of pressure, right? Because they didn't have a replacement property yet. They haven't even wrote an offer yet. And so at that time, I probably would have stalled a little bit. I would have just kind of let the things go until they kind of basically put pressure on you, right? Because you can't really negotiate with somebody who can back out, right? Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, like, yep. if they don't want to do anything, they just back out and that you don't get the house, right? So your leverage point of negotiations is not there. Um, it would be right after they got it in attached to their house or got their offer accepted, is when I would have probably brought in the negotiations because now they're emotionally attached to their new property, right? So it really all comes down to finding out where the leverage points are in negotiations and when to use them and how to protect your client each and every step of the process. So hopefully that makes sense to everyone. Uh, but that's where I probably would have said I wouldn't have done the negotiations at that time when they were asking. I would have stalled until they put a lot of pressure on me or the contract required me to do something. Or when they found that replacement property is when I would have brought it all up and brought it full circle because that seller is now emotionally attached. Yeah, you just reminded me of something. So you do loans, so you might not be thinking about this. I don't do loans, but mm -hmm. a huge part of what gets my offers accepted and negotiating is working with the right loan officer. 
Uh, who's that loan officer again? I forgot. I'll scratch my head here. Uh, we have a lot of good loan officers here. Awesome. Amazing loan officers amazing here. Loan and we all get to collaborate together, which that's truly a huge part of how we get offers accepted. Huge. So there's so much strategy that can go into the financing for each client and everyone has a unique circumstance. So figuring that out up front, not only figuring out the best loan program and mm -hmm. the financing, the way it's going to be structured, but being able to coach the client. A great loan officer can explain to my clients so that they're not scared to do what I'm suggesting they do because the loan officer can put it into perspective for them. Absolutely. And I can't tell you, I mean, even just recently, I had clients who were working with a different loan officer mm -hmm. and... Ugh, all of 2021, I barely got any offers rejected. It was the end of the year and they were getting offers rejected. And I said, why don't you guys just try to bring the loan in-house, see how it goes. And as soon as I brought that loan in-house, they had a better rate, they had a lower payment, everything made more sense to them. They had to bring less money in and we got their very next offer accepted. And so a huge part of negotiations is with the financing. Is, absolutely. Knowing the whole how the whole system works mm -hmm. too, right? Like. As do for someone who does real estate and lending and understanding both sides of it, I can really look at a client's full picture and figure out where our strengths are and put those front and center to get your offer accepted and hide the weaknesses, right? Because I can already have a plan to help you out with your weaknesses because maybe we don't have as much money for, let's just say, um, closing costs or appraisal. Let's, mm -hmm. let's do an example here with negotiations. Um, if you have a client who has the down payment has the closing cost, but doesn't have enough money for what's called an appraisal kicker or appraisal um, shortage, right? Well, they have room in their interest rate. And this is why working with a company like us is super important because this is how we do things. Let's say we have room in interest rate to take the interest rate a little higher. And then with, by taking the interest rate a little higher, the lender will give the buyer maybe $10,000 in closing cost credit, mm -hmm. right? And somebody goes, well, why do they want to take a higher interest rate? Well, what if you can't get your offer accepted and it's going to take you 10 grand on an appraisal kicker to win? And now they have an extra 10 grand to work with. And now you have an extra 10 grand to work with to help out that appraisal gap. And what happens most of the time? We'd never have to use it. Yeah. Never so have to true. use it, right? Because we know the market. So sometimes it happens we have to use it. But just freeing that up, yep. we get our offer accepted. And then if we don't need to use it, guess what? You have the money for closing costs to so do what you want. And buyers are like, our clients are like, Holy crud, how did you guys do that? Yeah. And it's like, look, it's, it's just understanding the mechanics of both sides in-house. And when we're helping our clients, it really makes it a lot easier. Yeah, it's amazing when our clients trust us. And at the end of buy, working with buyers or sellers, when they're saying, thank you, thank you, you're amazing, you're amazing. I'm like, no, you are amazing yeah. for trusting, trusting me us. because this was some yes. crazy stuff and you trusted me. And that's why we won because you mm. trusted my strategy. It, and so It takes that. It takes trust, right? And we have to build that trust. I mean, as an agent... Um, I'd never expect a client to think that I should instantly get your trust no matter what my resume says. Mm -hmm. I believe every single client that I help with, I need to build the trust and build value and show you that I'm in your best interest. I mean, there is a thing called fiduciary duty as an agent, right? I My job is to protect my client at all costs, and that's what we do, and we give you every single option possible. Yeah, and I shouldn't say I wouldn't trust myself, but if I didn't have the right loan officer mm -hmm. partners, mm -hmm. I wouldn't... I feel so. I feel my clients can trust me so much more because if anything goes wrong, I turn to you guys and we fix it immediately. Mm -hmm. um, so just the whole team creates. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It's a team approach, and it takes more than one person to get an offer accepted in this market. So, um, and shout out to our admin team. I know this isn't oh, about yeah. this is about negotiations today, but our admin team rocks it, man. Our yeah. TCs, our loan processors, um, our director of operations. Mm -hmm. 
Um, all of our whole entire team just crushes it on every single one of our, our, our marketing coordinator our for marketing our coordinator. listings, I'm, like I'm our just, listing team. Uh, Margaret, you're phenomenal. <laughs> Better get Margaret in there. She's going to shoot me if I don't. Margaret, you are an MVP. Um, so yeah, our team does a phenomenal job with helping us out too. So, so I have a really fun question because uh, I no think fun questions. This is a, this is a real state podcasters. No fun. <laughs> I think we've all heard this question many times, but mm -hmm. do realtors negotiate their commission or if a client asks you to uh -huh. lower your commission, how does that go? And um, do agents negotiate their commissions? Yes. Does Restu? No, <laughs> don't ask. You know my value, you're going to see my value. Um, but yes, you can negotiate uh, commissions. It is, it is how it works. And honestly, that's your first sign of who can negotiate and who can't. Yeah, if your agent buckles when you're trying to negotiate their commission, what do you think is going to happen when they're trying to negotiate on your behalf? I think the answer is right there for you. Yeah, no, so, it's not good. Not good. And so agents that know their value don't need a discount. You know, We do have a commission menu so, so clients can choose the package that they want, mm -hmm. but the value is the value. Yeah. I mean, we crush it every single time with data and stats and we can prove it. So um, at the end of the day, it's our value. You know, We're not a discount broker. It's not who we're ever going to be, um, nor do we want our agents to be that way. We train all of our agents um, to be well, well learning, uh, well learning, but just well taught, phenomenal agents. I mean, all of our agents go through tons of training on sales, negotiations, understanding contracts, disclosures, all of that, because we want to make sure that that process is phenomenal for everybody who works with E3. So. Yes, of course. And then just to give a little bit of a statistic, the brokerages surrounding us on average, their agents do two deals a year. And I can't remember the most recent stats. Was it 14? Uh, just under 14 deals. Just under 14. So mm -hmm. our brokerage, on mm -hmm. average, agents do 14 deals a year. So that's a huge difference. And it is definitely because of the training that they receive mm -hmm. on all those topics you just mentioned. And just being able to shadow others who are great, which we love for people to do here. Yeah. I mean, shadowing is super important for agents in general. And I think it's just when it comes to negotiations, it's just you have to hear it and see it, right? And then you learn it. Right, you can talk about negotiations all day long, but at the end of the day, if you don't see it and hear it and watch it work, it's very hard to, to set in and say, "Oh, that actually is, is possible." Right? Because um, you know we have a funny role anytime we negotiate for uh, vendors. Right? I have, I have a rule here. <laughs> everybody laughs. I go, "Did you get no three times?" Right? You keep asking for discounts all day long until you get three no's. Keep asking, keep asking. But I've already tried. Try again. Right? And it's funny because. You know, people are like, man, I can't believe that just worked. I'm like, it works all the time. If people don't say no three times, keep asking. I'm telling you right now, no, no, no. There's my three. <laughs> Going back to the commission topic, if an agent is willing to discount their commission, it is a reflection of how they value, the value they put on themselves. So for mm -hmm. me, I won't discount because I know how much hard work goes into every piece of working with a seller or a buyer. So just mm -hmm. recently, I, I didn't lose a listing because I technically didn't go the presentation, but I kind of just gave my client an overview what I, of what I thought she could get mm -hmm. for her house. And she said, you know what, I'm going to go with my friend because they're discounting their commission. And I said, okay, no problem. I totally get it. I just can't do that because mm -hmm. we actually spend a lot of money on our marketing too. There's Absolutely. a lot that goes into it. So we lose a little bit of commission that really loses exposure for your home. Mm -hmm. um, so anyway, time goes by. I deleted her out of my CRM because I was like, I, I'm busy. <laughs> I'm busy. Don't delete it in your CRM. <laughs> Do not take that advice, agents. 
<laughs> I like to keep my. We're gonna have a coaching call after this. My contacts are very combed through. It's only yeah. you know. Yeah. Anyhow, so I got a call from her, and she's hiding me back on because just in that little amount of time from working with that agent, she very soon realized why her commission was lower, and that she would actually make money with more money with me than she would save money by going with that agent, and that's always. That's truly the fact. I tell mm. people that all the time. At the end, if you think that I didn't make you more money than you would have saved, then let's talk about it. Yeah. But well, that's absolutely. never happened. So. I, well, absolutely. And, and that's the reality of it. You know, at the end of the day, like you don't save money when you sign a listing agreement on commissions, right? You don't earn money or save money until it sells. So how do you know if you're saving money? Mm -hmm. it's, a gut in, it's a gut instinct, but are you saving money? You don't. You don't know until you actually sell and everything is finalized. That's when you know if you either made money or saved money. And listen, at the end of the day, if you're dealing with discount brokers, I get it. I understand there's a, there's a market out there for you. But most of the time, it's just a transactional-based business mm -hmm. and not a lot of the love and sweat and yes. tears that we put in to make sure our, our clients make the most money possible. Yeah. Um, going back to what you said earlier, so I don't know if you guys heard the statistic, but 10% of the realtors across the country do 90% of the business. So that's 90% of realtors who don't do as much business. And it's probably because they haven't had the exposure we have had to all this training on negotiations and everything we've talked about today. So for the realtors out there who might need some more of that or want some more of that, how do you suggest they go about learning how to negotiate better? Um, I mean, number one, shadowing uh, someone who's really good in the office you're currently in. Um, if there's a top negotiator. Most offices have a top negotiator. I would shadow them as much as possible. Um, there's definitely courses um, that you could definitely get into and in understanding it. Or you could reach out. I'd be more than happy. I have a, a presentation that I do on just the basics of understanding the sales process, negotiations. Uh, but I think the biggest thing for agents, if you're looking to learn how to negotiate, is find that agent in the office. Understand your contract and your negotiation points in your contract. It's super, super important. Um, NAR has a course, and there's a lot of different things out there. But just like anything, if you don't practice it, you'll never be able to master it, right? So you have to learn and then you have to practice it and then you master it. Yeah, we kind of role play with agents here too to mm -hmm. get them, get their level of expertise up as soon as we can, kind of get them on a fast forwarded track to being a great negotiator. Absolutely. And like you said, you have an awesome workshop for negotiating, but mm -hmm. what I also like here, and other offices probably have this too, mm -hmm. but different people have different styles. Like my style of negotiating is very much different than your style of negotiating. Oh yeah. And we try to like, well, he tries to pressure me into negotiating. In his There's way. no pressure <laughs> around here. Don't let him lie to you. Don't Which works. Sometimes I need it. Sometimes when I know that my style is not going to work, I call him and I'm like, tell me. Yeah. So it's nice to be able to shadow different styles because Absolutely. some people might shadow you and say like, there's no way I could ever do this. So that's, what's nice about us four different owners is that we are all so different, so, so different. different. And so it's nice for our agents because they have the opportunity to shadow multiple styles and kind of pick and choose from each one, what works for them. Absolutely. You got to make it your own. Any type of sales process, type of negotiations, it's always learning how to make your own style, but understanding how the process, sales process works and understanding how negotiations works and then learning from each person. Mm -hmm. You know, you as an agent, you should be learning every day negotiations. Mm -hmm. Like if you're not talking about negotiations every day, then I'm telling you, you're probably not working at the right place. Yes. Negotiations is so, such a huge part of what we do and a huge part of your value proposition that if negotiations is not talked daily in your office or around you, then you're probably at the wrong spot. I agree with that. So negotiating is a huge part of real estate. I don't mm -hmm. know. Do you 
Can you think of anything else we haven't covered on negotiations? Because I think we, I mean, we did a that lot. was a lot That's in a, a lot. short amount of time. I don't know. That's if a lot and probably probably a lot in a short amount of time. But if you guys want more information on negotiations, we could definitely dive in more. Absolutely. I have no problem doing it. Um, if we want to dive deeper, you will have questions, please reach out to us. But yeah, no, I think that's a good amount for today. Yeah. If you have specific questions, yeah. send them on over to us. Or if you want to come talk to us here, we're always here. We're always helping people. So we would love to see any of you. Awesome. Thank you for having me on. Thanks for being here again. You're welcome. Hello, my people. This is Alex Lopez. Check out my podcast episode at Million Dollar Listening with Mari Wines here at E3 Realty. Oh, crrr.